Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from us all at TNT Radio. Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Come, they tell me, bum ba bum A newborn king to see, bum ba bum Our finest gifts we bring, bum ba bum to play before our king, and so to honor him, when we come, little baby, you know I am a poor boy too. No gift to bring, bum It's fit to give our king, bum bum Merry Christmas, everybody. That is my favorite Christmas song because in this realm of Andrew Tate and YouTube influencers telling us we need money, 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 and all this material stuff. That song is simply about bringing your heart and your soul to God, and that is enough to lay before the king. Uh, So I love it. Jesus is the reason for the season, and I know my next guest loves that guy. His name is Siaka Masakwa. Siaka Masakwa has been an actor in Hollywood for over 15 years. During 2020, Siaka saw all the chaos and lies being told to the country and started speaking out. During the summer of 2020, Siaka got involved in the Trump rallies in Beverly Hills and took to California's uh, recall of Gavin Newsom. But on November 30th, 2023, Siaka was abruptly arrested while he and his pregnant wife were headed home on a flight returning from a movie premiere in Nashville. He also does all these excellent Babylon Bee skits. Siaka was taken to Monterey Park Jail where he stayed overnight and was told that he was being charged for four misdemeanors pertaining to his presence outside the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. on that fateful day of January 6th. Uh, Adam Ruckus Clark is also joining us. We are a dream team. Siaka's been a regular on the show and we are honored to have him back. Siaka and Ruckus, how are you guys doing? What's up, guys? What's hey. up? It's like, uh, like putting the band, the band back, together. back together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the band back together. I was Our looking at the calendar, guys. Are you band or something? <laughs> to, the, to the new listeners and watchers, I was looking at the calendar. Like, the three of us, we used to, we've done this at least like a dozen times together. Uh, but it's been a little, it's been a while since we, we've had you, Siaka. We've been missing you, bro. So, so nice to see you. And, you know, sad what's going on, of course. But it's one of those things you, you and your... You know, your wife had been expecting this any minute, and then bam, to do it right before Christmas. These jerks, I tell you what. But um, I know you, and I know you're staying positive, and uh, I know my prayers have been out there for you and yours. Uh, and congratulations on your soon-to-be uh, little one, by the way, before I forget. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Very excited to – I mean, every every day she's getting bigger, and it's getting more real. So it's just like we both always wanted kids, but, you know. As it comes closer, you're just kind of like, wow, it's going to be real. Like you're going to be a dad. So that's uh, it has been a blessing every every step of the way, even with the craziness going on. Um, you know, it's 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 been a blessing how we've gotten the support of our families and people like you guys and, and so many others that have, have just kind of wrapped their arms around us. And, you know, couldn't couldn't ask for more. Well. Welcome to the club of daddyhood. It is the best club to be a member of. I can assure you I was looking at my, my, I have a two and a half year old and I was looking at just, uh, you know, how the iPhone will go down your past memories. And so it always takes me to memories of her growing up. It goes by so fast. You're going to be a great dad. I got to meet your missus at the AmeriFest or Americana Fest, whatever that was in Phoenix. Uh, just this last week, and she's amazing. Last minute, and you guys are gonna make, huh? It was a last minute like meetup. 
you know we haven't yeah. seen each other in like a year plus i want to say and it's like we met up and i got to meet your little one she's a cutie super sweet well behaved it's like all, all that stuff great, especially so when you have it i know she was great she was like hanging around with dad as we're like talking and, and and you know running into different people maga and all these different folks out there so it was cool mm-hmm. to see that and, and when i see people bring their kids around and their kids can handle it it's like that's what charlotte and i want for our hers Oh, you guys are going to be great. It's going to be awesome, and I'm so happy for you. It's also cool that you guys are leaving it a mystery. You don't know the sex yeah. of the baby. You're going old school. Yeah, we're going to wait. We're going to wait, and uh, God willing, I'm going to catch that baby. We're doing a, uh, a, not a home birth, but we're going to a birthing center, and uh, we have a midwife, and so I'm hoping, that, I'm hoping to catch that baby with my own bare hands, man, so... To be clear, this doesn't mean that you're going to wait till the child tells you what gender it thinks it is, right? Just want to make oh, sure. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're, we're going, we're going natural, not natural slash progressive. We're we're, we're staying. In, in that's probably natural, safe whatever. because uh, you you guys understand how dangerous those gender reveal parties are. So this is probably, you know, just introduce them. Say here, here you go. You can clearly tell it's a boy or clearly tell it's a girl, exactly. and then. Uh, yep. If they want to tell you something different, then you know you've got to cut them out of your life, I guess, right? Those other people who well, want to no, tell you otherwise. Uh, well, they accept. won't be in public school, so that's that's probably going to be the, the oh, good. one of the best ways to dodge that bullet. So, <laughs> Yeah, but still, they'll probably have a device sooner or later. You never know. But anyway, real men have boys first, so says Jesse Lee Peterson. Uh, I oh, had a really? girl, so I don't know what that says. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hey, you're a real, but, you're a real man, man. We hung out. I met you. Ish. <laughs> Anyone had any questions? He's that. That's not just. He's not just putting it on for the every day to get to work. He, that's who he is. And I'm the odd Thanks, one out. Man. I don't have any kids. Darn it. Not yet. That's okay. You're giving back to the community. That's what's important. I want to make more babies. I love babies. It's the best. Yeah. And we're supposed to, according to Elon Musk, we're all supposed to make tons of babies now. That's the new meta. Well, Elon, Elon and God. God, God said it first. I think it was somewhere in, uh, somewhere in Genesis, I think. <laughs> He's like, yeah. we got to be fruitful and multiply, y'all. And I think one of the best news about things is that as crazy as this world may seem, the stats are coming out. The, the teenagers are like the most men are the most conservative. They've been in like 30 or 40 years. And you also have, you know, uh, people on the other side of the fence aren't really having babies, you know? So if we keep doing our part, I know I always uh, like to kind of get in, we got into a little old Testament that, um, you know, Moses didn't see the promised land, but doesn't mean that he stopped contending for the faith. Right. So I think it's on us right now. we kind of dug ourselves such a hole that it's on us to 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 do start start with the little things which is uh procreate and do everything else well there's that new tiktok wave about dinks dual, dual income <laughs> no kids uh yeah and i i gotta say and there's actually a influencer i think i brought it up last week actually there's an influencer i follow on twitter alex becker and he was and he's a cool dude does jujitsu and you know makes tons of money kind of the opposite of the little drummer boy uh thing i i opened with but still i mean it's good to try to succeed on the material plane just don't put that before god but anyway he was talking about how he didn't want to have kids because it was such a commitment and in a sort of he didn't think it was a good bargain but when you have a kid i mean of course it is a big sacrifice i guess of your of your free time but it, it just nothing feels better nothing nothing gives me more of a greater sense of purpose than being a dad i would say and and i'm somebody who doesn't lack a sense of purpose too often in terms of creativity and and work so i don't know i just think people are missing out if they hold withhold if they follow you know the current mainstream narrative about don't have kids and it's a pain and dink and all this crazy stuff it's like well, you know, nah, man you're missing out you know um and if, if if it's possible it's like the culture pushing us away from having kids is almost like which is funny because you, you hear a lot from over there talking about evolution and evolving right and it is our next step our next step is like you know we start off small inside then we come outside then we start walking then we start talking 
then you start dealing with the relationships, then you get together and then you're, it's a cycle of life It's nature really. And so for these people who are so into nature and they're all focused on evolution and it's all the nature and go back to the earth. Great. Well, this is like the number one step for us being part of the earth. If you, you know, want to look at it that way. And so I'm looking at starting a whole new category called, you know, where we call it devoted family builders, you know, make that cool. Uh, I don't think we have to worry about they'll come out with all the different, you know, acronyms and, and different ideas of what's cool to being alone and single. Great. Let's make and show ways that it's cool to be together and in, in, in a family situation like that is fun. You know, that can be a good thing. And we we have to market anything. Like I said before, you know, anything is about marketing many times as we've talked. True. Well, on the on the dark side of that whole equation, though, the world we are living in is increasingly diabolical and nuts. <laughs> so it is scary. Like I, I just covered this Masters of War song uh, recently at this RFK Junior event and um, sort of trying to push RFK to be a peace candidate. Um, and um, there's a line in there about, you, you know, Bob saying something about, you know, scaring people from having children uh, for for threatening my child unborn and unnamed. And I thought that was pretty uh, poignant because I think a lot of people are afraid to have kids just down to the fact that this world is too scary. I mean, and, and I got to say, as a parent, it is daunting, that aspect of it. Have you thought much about that, Siaka? Um, not from that perspective, because... I think I think like everything else, they present the negative as the immediate and the only. And so if we look at this again, if we back it up a little bit more, the world is a lot like this because we don't have people like uh, more people like us in the world. So what's the there's only two choices, either you procreate or you destroy everybody else. And, you know, we're not we're not the side of death we're the side of life. So then we'd have to approach everything from that that, you know, uh, incentive from from that uh intent and yes there's going to be things around us bullets flying arrows whatever you know kind of uh analogy you want to use for the chaos in this world that's going to exist because the world exists but what can we do much like you know politics we go oh man the politicians are terrible well okay they're people so if we don't have good people around us if we can't cultivate good people our politicians are always going to be terrible so we have mm -hmm. to Again, look at this in the long run going, you've done something, you know, you know, Joe, you, you, you put yourself in a position where now you set like this domino effect that can, and you, when your daughter is having their, her kids for the first time, hopefully she's not fighting the same world that we are living in right now, the same diabolical nature of the world. Evil's still going to exist. It doesn't go, it's not going to go anywhere. But what you can hope for is that she's in a place better than the place that you're in today. And then so on and so forth. And that is, I think, the hope of life in general. It is a big motivator to keep uh, fighting this fight, actually, and to try to ensure that we live in a world where freedom still reigns supreme, uh, just like it does here on TNT. So when we come back after this break, I want to get into what happened to you um, in November. And uh, yeah, I heard some of the story. But uh, I'm interested in, in getting your perspective on how daunting that was. We'll be right back after these words on TNT. TNT Radio's Kate Shimarani. Don't stop taking prescription medication. Always go and see your indoctrinated GP, always. But with psychiatric drugs, you have to actually wean off them. They're very addictive and you have to wean off them. Now, I find all this really concerning. But what I cannot get my head around is the worst drug of all. They just let it on the market all the time. Sugar, 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 sugar. And then that's not even to bring in like MSG, monosodium glutamate. And, and I, if I, I can say, you know, you go into one of these garages and you see all the people going for food. There's nothing to eat in there. I very rarely can find anything to eat in any of these places. And if you go into the supermarket, there's only the first two aisles that have got real food. The rest, it, it's not food. And I see what people buy. I've covertly actually filmed people's trolleys, not them, don't get all excited, but I have filmed trolleys uh, to have a look what people are buying and it's shocking because what you eat determines what your brain's going to be like and your teenagers' brains do not stop developing till they're about 25 years of age. Kate Shimarani on TNT Radio. Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. 
I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. At first, like so many other women out there, I ignored my symptoms. A slight pressure on my chest, shortness of breath. I thought, I don't have time to be sick. I had a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries, stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. I'm so grateful to the American Heart Association. Their research helped save my life. I can enjoy life with my children, my grandchildren, and my friends. Please, listen to your heart. The only reason I'm here today is because I did. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life-saving work at helpheart.org. Without CO2, the world stops breathing. CO2 sustains all life on Earth. Government, the WEF, and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Indeed, don't let them get rid of us. We need us. We love us, human beings, team human. So anyway, back with Adam Ruckus Clark and Siaka Massaqua. Siaka, walk us through what happened in November when you got arrested. I heard a little of the story. It sounds terrifying. You got approached by the FBI in the airport, huh? Yeah, um, man, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, a, it's a mixed bag, right? Because it's a one, one instance here, you know they're coming because uh, two years ago they raided my house. Uh, I wasn't arrested at the time or charged with anything, but they, they came and raided my house, took my computer and cell phone and MAGA hats. And so you knew there was something and I haven't given it back yet. So there's something coming. I've been harassed at the airport every time I go for the last two years, you know, the sort of long check-in and uh, search completely at the airport then searched again before I get on the plane at the gate. And so one can assume, especially with the information out there with quiet skies, they knew exactly where I was, where I was going. And, to a certain extent, probably been tracking me for two years as well with, um, with my communications. Um, we booked the flight to go to Nashville. Uh, we were fortunate enough. I did. Uh, I was in the movie or in the movie Lady Ballers on Daily Wire Plus. Make sure you check it out if you want a good laugh. Uh, but, you know, we had a great time and hung out with all the uh, all the, the people who were involved in the project with Jeremy Broborn, you know, Michael Knowles. It's just it was just a fantastic time. Uh, so we were flying back and we happened to fly back with one of the actresses, a good friend of ours, Amber Boyle. And, uh, as we landed, we landed in Burbank airport and that's a small airport. So you land and you get off on the tarmac, Bob Hope, walking. Bob Hope. Exactly. And so we get off the airport and they get there off before me and I'm coming, you know, coming back. And as I get off the ramp, an agent, a female agent comes in front of me and said, Siaka is that, you know, FBI, please come with us. And next, you know, two guys are on either side of me and they're walking me away, you know, away from my wife and saying, you know, you're under arrest. This is the arrest warrant. I'm like, what's the arrest for? He goes, you know, you know what it's for. I'm like, no, I want you to tell me what it's for. And one guy, most of the agents were really chill. One guy, he was kind of a little, you could tell he was getting kind of worked up. He, as he was holding my one arm, I could feel him kind of shaking a little bit. Like he expected something to happen. I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to do? You know, I'm like, there's four agents there. You guys got guns. There's another four uh, airport police around there. My pregnant wife is right there. Like I have a life here. There's nothing like, relax, dude. It's especially after finding out now, like it was four misdemeanors. It's like, it's not, it's not any charges. Like I'm some, you know, gun runner or I'm a drug trafficker going away for like 50 years or something like that. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. So they, uh, so he finally kind of said back, Oh, it's for January 6th. I was like, well, I didn't do anything on January 6th. The other guy's like, don't don't talk about it. I go, he brought it up. And so and I go, look, I'm 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 not gonna do anything crazy, but I'm upset. This is this is ridiculous. This is a bull, you know? Like I, I I don't think you guys need to move like this. Like I don't understand why you're even coming at me in this in this way. Um so then they, they, they cuffed me there. Um they gave all my stuff back to my wife, which was, you know, which is good. Um to at least she was able to grab my phone and all that good stuff and and yeah and then they took me away um luckily enough at the same time my wife again like i said wasn't by herself she could be with amber and we had good friends picking us up at the airport so 
she got to spend uh, the evening with them. They stayed at the house with her until, you know, work day the next day. I had to spend a night at, uh, like you read earlier, Monterey Park Jail. Um, and, and, you know, and the funny thing about it was, you know, I'm ranting in the car, just pissed off and saying, you know, you guys could have just called me. I would have come in. You didn't have to do it like this. And even at the airport, the guy's like, we're trying not to embarrass you. And I'm like, well, it's too late. Look what you're doing. I'm like, what do you mean you're trying not to embarrass me? But when we got to the jail, I was, uh, I just kind of started talking, I started talking about God and how God saved my life and everything started turning around. And, you know, I, jo- I asked them, I was like, hey, you guys religious? And the lady was like, no. And the guy said, well, you know, I'm ca- I grew up Catholic or something. Or he's like, I'm Catholic, I grew up Catholic. And, and I said, well, are you like most Catholics or have you read the Bible? <laughs> and he kind of laughed and he says, he's like, oh, come on, man. And I'm like, well, have you? And he goes, no. Well, there you go. Come on, get in the word. You know, I got to start out with Romans one, and, and if you don't think this is what's happening in our world now, then then don't read any more of it. But start there and, and move forward. Um, you know, and then I got processed there. Had to put it on the jumpsuit, spend a night in jail. And the cool thing about it is that um, you know I'm in jail, and I, that, that first night I'm by myself and kind of start doing a little workout to, to get myself tired. Then the um, after I get done, I get on my knees and I just start doing the Lord's Prayer like 10 to 15 times over and over, like as loud as I can. And the jailer actually closed the door that led into the jail cells because she was kind of over it. And uh, she comes back in a little later when I, after I was done and she, she asked me if I wanted to read anything and I asked her if she had a Bible. And so she went, came back and actually did. I was able to read the Bible that night, falling asleep in this jail cell, like literally holding the, you know, God's words in my hand, which was just fantastic uh, to know, to continue to lean on him in this, in this time. Cause you know, when you're in this situation, you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, I've heard stories from other people about what's gone on with January 6th. People want to get picked up. I've, I've known people who've gotten picked up and they've basically been in jail this entire time leading up to their case and, and up until their sentence and in DC of all places. So, this point it, it, you just kind of resign yourself to trusting in God because I, I can't control what other people are going to do. Like, again, to me, it was unreasonable to come at me like that. So, um, yeah, it just, it, 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 again, it was just crazy to, to see myself in this situation and, and look, I've gotten in trouble for doing, you know, for DUI. So I've been arrested for doing things that I've done. This was a case that wasn't happening, but I just knew keep relying on him and it'll work out. And so the next day they pick me up and they take me over to the marshals to get processed there and back in my regular clothes. And, you know, as they take me over, we're still talking about how I'm thinking how crazy this is. The guy asked me, he goes, do you think, he goes, seriously, if we had, if we had called you, would you have shown up? I go, of course I would have shown up. Like I have a life here in LA. You know, I've been living in the same house for almost 10 years. My wife's pregnant. I'm vice chair of the LAGOP. Like I have a business here. Like where would I go? which is kind of crazy to me that there was even a, uh, a question in their head. And then he kind of whispered, well, we didn't want you prepared, you know? So I knew it was about the shock and all, not really about any, any type of true justice. And so as we're, I get, you know, transferred to marshals, I'm in a cell and there I'm waiting to talk to like the court clerk's office. And she was going to talk to me about like, uh, you know, kind of where I'm come from, like, my finances to, to depend to decide like what they're going to do for bond, right? To decide if they're going to let me out or they're going to hold. Um, and so they take me to this small room by four, four by four, like you've seen in the movies with the little uh, bulletproof glass, but they have a TV behind there and that's where people kept coming on to talk to me. So, so they had the clerk all come and talk to me. We talked for a second. She left. And then, uh, uh, the, the um, public defender comes on and he's like, hey, we're here to defend you. I go, no, 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 I got a lawyer. We talked to him. My wife talked to him that before. So he goes away, but I didn't know I could tell my lawyer to come in at 10, so he only knew to come in at 1. So I'm sitting there in this little 4 by 4 by myself now thinking that, man, it sucks. I didn't get a chance to talk to my lawyer. I knock on the door and the, the marshal walks by. I was like, hey, I'm done. Can I go back to my cell? He goes, hold on, we're busy. So I had to wait there. Then right after he walks away, about two minutes later, my lawyer comes busting in. He's, he has his uh, he has his overnight bag. He had just done a red eye from Florida. And he's like, I'm here. Got you a lawyer here in California. Be all right. We're going to get you home tonight. And it was just it was one of those things that, that blew my mind because I wasn't expecting it at all. 
uh, he walks out and I, I just fall on my knee, my knees and I start singing uh, that Brandon Lake song, Gratitude. And so I throw up my hands as much as I could because at this point now I'm cuffed at my wrist that's connected to my waist that's chained around there, connected to my ankles. And, you know, I just get on my knees and I start singing a little bit to, to glorify the Lord some more and finally get out. And they're taking us, they're taking us back to the cell. And there's this dude, when you first walk out of your, out of the little cell, they tell you, go up against the wall, face the wall. Cause they don't want you facing out there what you face in the wall. So you can't like do anything, I guess. Um, and there's this guy right next to me. He's, he's probably like six, two white guy. He has tattoos from his neck all the way down. You see it coming, sticking out of his shirt a little bit. And he looks like the character you would cast for like a white supremacist in jail. <laughs> he looks like the character. And, you know, where he's walking behind me and, and we go back to our cells, then they pick us to go take us to the courthouse and he's behind me again. And as we're walking, I hear him and I'm wearing my regular clothes. He's in his jumpsuit. And on my shirt, I had this uh, cross on the back that said, Jesus saves on the back. And he goes, hey, man, nice shirt. And I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Uh, you know, Jesus saved my life. Da -da -da -da. Just start talking about God. And we start talking about everything that's going on there. And and he's like, yeah, I started reading the Bible, and it's about God and, and the Lord. And then there's five of us all together. So as we're walking in the elevator, we're talking about God. We get into the van, and then a third guy starts uh, jumping in. It's like a Hispanic dude looked like Chong from Cheech and Chong with a long, you know, black and white beard. So the three of us are talking about God. We start talking about novels and whatnot. As we get into the courthouse, now the way it works, they shove basically where we walk through the courthouse to go to the back of the courthouse where there's uh, two more cells in there to hold us. And as we walk through, I'm the last one to come through and I'm looking to see if my wife and my lawyer's there. As I shuffle through, I look over and I see about 15 people that half of them from the church that I go to, God speak here in Thousand Oaks. Um, few people like my, my pastor who married us. My, I don't even see my wife because I'm just shocked to see this many people show up in support. Um, and so I shuffle over to the back. We're in the back of the cells and we're talking some more. And at one point, that big dude kind of taps me, goes, hey, man, can you pray for us? I'm like, sure, you know, I'll pray. So we ended up praying in the back right there before we we're going to each, you know, go up and be to be heard by the uh, magistrate. And then we start being called up. And the first guy who left comes back and is like, man, no, she said no. She's a real B. She's a real B. The next person goes, he gets denied. Everyone's coming back complaining that this this judge is just terrible, right? That she's unreasonable. And so I'm the last one. I go out there and everyone's like, hey, man, good luck. We hope you get out. I'm like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. So I go out and as I shuffle, get up, go out the door, everyone who came to support me, they just stand up, boom, right away. And you have like, my pastor buttons up his jacket like he's getting ready to get in the fight, you know, and as I'm, as I'm shuffling up, my, my wife's wearing this all-black dress, and she has my ring sitting around a necklace, a cross necklace that she always wears. That's from her godmother, and she's carrying her Bible. She's just sturdy. You met Charlotte. She's, like, very just, boom, sturdy. And and I'm just, I could feel the support of all those people just kind of help holding me up. At the same time, I knew just God was right there. And we went through the whole process, and the judge actually, you know, judge was super reasonable and let me out on on, on uh, ROI, R, ROI, which is, um, you know, basically a bond. OR, sorry, OR, which is a, a signature bond. And But here's a, the crazy thing about how I was like to tell how the Lord continued to work until I was completely out. Because once we okayed it, I left. I thought I was done. But apparently, my wife told me this later, the DA, he left. And the, the, the county clerk was like, well, we needed their signatures in order to, to um, or finalize the release. And the court was closing in 10 minutes and it was a Friday. So if I didn't get out then, then that was it. Um, not only spent it a night, I spent a whole weekend in jail. And so, you know, my wife's like, no, we got to get him out now. One of the ladies that came that goes to church with us and actually named one her, her little sports car after me, she takes off running in the courthouse. She starts running around looking for this DH, she finds him in the parking lot. He's on the, on the parking structure. He's on his phone about to leave. She grabs him. She's like, we need you now. Boom, pulls him back, brings him back into the courthouse. The clerk was like, I got to catch my train in 10 minutes. They're like, people were like, we'll give you a ride. And so they let my lawyer sign on my behalf. The DA signed and they were able to get that done on their end. 
while I thought I was already completely like okay to leave. Um, finally ended up, you know, leaving and, and in the big, like kind of in the big building where, you know, it's end of the day. So no one's there. I, I walk out of the elevator. My wife's there with my lawyer. We walk outside and everyone who showed up started coming from around the different corners. Car pulls up, people come out of there. It was just like, it, 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 it was, it was such an amazing scene of support. And, and it really blew my mind. Just all the people that came in just to, again, like I said, wrap their arms around us, Charlotte and myself and, and be there however they can, you know, however they could. Uh, then we go into our friend set up our Gibson go, which that started doing well. I'll look up and see people like Seth Dillon of the Babylon Bee writing something great on on Twitter and support. Uh, Gina Carano, sweetheart, wrote something great. Jeremy Boring. A lot of the people I was just hanging out with was they were coming to my support. And then, you know, one of the cool things that the other side was having our media, if you will, start to jump on the story first and show support from. Uh, the post millennial to the Epoch Times to Red to Red State, uh, so many of so many the Gateway pundits, so many jumped on first to show support that when two days later, when Newsweek and LA Times wrote about it, they had the pull from our narrative that was already established, and so it showed me. I was like, oh, there's a way where we can we can uncancel the cancellation attempt because I saw that happen with me when they raided my house, how they moved this way and, and didn't have the same support and then this way the support came around you're like that's the answer guys we have to we have to tell our story continue to tell our stories first um but yeah no that's 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 pretty much those those uh especially those uh 24 to 48 hours of being grabbed off the tarmac pretty uh, pretty wild stuff that's wild man i i mean You've been dealing with this for years. Like you said, they took your laptop. They've already, you know, they raided you. Um, so you've had this hanging over your head. But for it to become a reality is a whole other thing. Um, you know, and to be in, you know, held captive like that, chained up in an orange jumpsuit. I mean, it's beautiful the way you turn to the Lord. And there's a lot of things we could talk about with that. Like when times are tough, you know, that the, the, we evolve that way. So there's something good in that and obviously you discovered it and found it and not that you discovered it you already knew it but it you know it's sort of uh you went even you know i'm, I'm assuming it intensified your your sort yeah. of devotion in those moments you, you had to lean on that but um you know there's so much to go into about it. like one thing that comes to mind is vivek ramaswamy no matter whatever you think about him but he's at least calling out um what happened in january 6th as entrapment um and i'm wondering uh you know like you know the narrative is shifting uh thank god um so this bodes well for you, I think. I don't know how, what your, what kind of sentence you're facing, um, and so I maybe face you can go into too. that a little bit, like, and also, yeah, cool. yeah, what your take is on Vivek calling this out for what it is, and Tucker's doing his bit in calling it out and exposing it for what it is. Um, yeah. So, what's your what what and, and I guess I found out recently that you actually went into the Capitol an hour after the whole thing went down. You were just there to try to create peace, um, but you ended up stepping in there. I'm wondering how damaging that is, and and just what it's like having the fact that they've been tracking you for these years. I'm sure they've even listened to your appearances here on TNT with me and Ruckus, and oh, yeah. me and Ruckus must be on some kind of list by now too, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, give us your take on all that. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, they, they, they definitely have been watching all that go on, you know. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, with the narrative shifting, there is a good opportunity to get the truth out there again i go back to the way our our news media in a sense wrote about my story i just imagine if conservatives or republicans in the house and senate if they were speaking initially in defense of a lot of january 6 people we could have had an honest fight and i don't think it would have been um, as much as as many of these unbelievable moves as we've seen i mean they're for misdemeanors, this is the first time in American history we've seen FBI go after people for misdemeanors to this level, where they're you know pulling off operations to raid homes and and to to capture you know uh, arrest people on tarmacs and so on. And 
somebody just got arrested actually two days ago or three days ago at America Fest the day after I told my story. Somebody came up to me and was like, yeah, my friend just got arrested after graduating college with a, a flashbang raid at her house. So they're not stopping. You know? um, and so these four misdemeanors, as you mentioned, part of it was going into the Capitol and I got um, it, it is knowingly trespassing and Capitol grounds. And uh, the video that I posted on X, people will see for themselves that not only did I take less than less than five, about five steps at the most, I was only in there for 71 seconds. And then when told to turn around by riot police, I'd listened exactly to what they told me to do, as well as you know direct others to follow the same directive. So to knowingly trespass when told to leave, it kind of seems very interesting. Um, the other ones were dis disorderly conduct in a restricted area and disorderly conduct in the Capitol and parading in a Capitol. And um, like I said earlier, I'm, you know, 71 seconds. I don't, I've been to a lot of parades. I, I don't know any parade that would last that long. Um, disorderly conduct again. When asked to leave, I left. So it's 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 to me it's that it's really disheartening to see that. And it, this isn't a right or left thing because it's establishing a precedent, you know, and establishing how then they can okay themselves to move. And one side, hopefully, if our demo or if our republic stays the way it is, that we, you know, other other powers will come into play. But it's not always going to be the Democrats that run the show. So the fact that if it's established that way, when can they switch back to progressives and go after only them because they have a bunch of blue hairs and wear a mask. And so now we have to track them. And it's ultimately we're giving too much power to the government here. And you know, mm -hmm. the government's its own machine, its own living that creature, really. And you don't want to establish something as as a uh, I would I would say a violation of the Fourth Amendment down to uh, illegal search and seizure within someone's home um, just being able to move on on citizens like that with the it perceived thought of some of I, I believe is a thought crime I believe this is the selective prosecution I believe that you know it's it's targeting individuals that have a certain way of thinking and this is not what this country was established under very good point let me take a quick break and we'll be right back after these words on TNT with his expert analysis and opinion. This is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Stop letting leftists set the agenda. Stop letting them turn nothing burgers into the most pressing issues of the day. Stop letting them use words like inclusion, equity, fairness, and diversity as cudgels to beat you into submission. Stop bowing, stop scraping, stop bending the knee, and stop giving them what they desire an abject apology, assuring them that they'll get their way and everything will be fine. Because it won't be fine. That won't be the last complaint. Every time you submit to them, you encourage them. You give them more fuel for their next attack. And it will go on for decades. The Onondaga Nation complained to Syracuse University about the Saltine Warrior mascot in 1978. And here we are, 45 years later, the Onondaga Nation is complaining to Liverpool High School about using Warriors as their athletic mascot. For 45 years it was fine, but now all of a sudden in 2023 it's not. Stop giving in to this culture of destruction. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Internet crimes against children in New Mexico are real. And when it comes to protecting your children, the New Mexico AG's office and the ICAC unit are on the front lines. I'm New Mexico Attorney General Hector Balderas. There's nowhere to hide for online predators in New Mexico. We are working tirelessly using state-of-the-art technology and resources to seek out and find them wherever they are. Please talk to your children about the dangers that exist online social media, games, and messenger apps. It's always important to know who you're talking to. Help fight online predators in New Mexico by submitting a tip today. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT, with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast. Well, Ruckus, what do you think, man? Our good friend Siaka is facing some time. We have to give the link where people can donate to his fund to, uh, so he can defend himself. But Ruckus, give us your take on everything Siaka just said. Yeah, no problem. And I'll, I'll 
to kill two birds with one stone. 99% sure that's givesendgo.com forward slash Siaka, right? That's so why that's we love easy. That's right. Um, this Sorry, is interesting. I talked over you. I was just, yeah, it is givesendgo.com forward slash Siaka. So, folks, if you want to go check that out and support our good friend, that would be wonderful. Um, interesting true story is because um, what you were just talking about, Siaka, the fact that some of the alternative media people picked up on the story, um, right? Um, I was able to actually report the story here on TNT Radio since I present news throughout the day. So I had heard what happened, and then to my pleasure in a way that somebody actually covered it to where I actually had sources to actually put together a story and report about what happened to you uh, in a professional manner. And I was excited to be a part of that because I know the effect that that has. And you just explained what effect that has. If, if we can, on this, on this side of the alternative to the mainstream crap media against the propaganda, the truth streams like TNT Radio and other fine folks who do this kind of stuff – we can actually have a physical change on this, these narratives on this planet, and and I, I I I'm like I'm blown away by the fact that we we have that power. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I know you guys are going to keep doing what you're doing. Um, but I do have a question real quick because I know how horrible it was for you to go through that raid years ago, and then you, everything was just kind of up in the air. You guys had no idea when the hammer was going to fall. Is, do you feel a little bit of relief now that the hammer has fallen and, and you know where to go with this now? Or, or which was the worst yeah. part, waiting or actually getting arrested just recently? Um, the, to be honest with you, it was the waiting because, um, you know, people people around me to a certain extent, you know, from a distance, they were still getting picked up. And uh, one guy, one actor named Jay Johnston, his story hasn't gotten around because, you know, he hasn't been as vocal as I have and, and that the support of Trump or even in the activist space. So they came and picked him up. I want to say it was it was probably a couple weeks after we had a masquerade party for our Hollywood for Freedom organization. He was picked up like two weeks after that. And I had just met him and talked to him for the first time. And I'm like, whoa, they're still grabbing people. I do believe what kind of kept them away for a while was, uh, I, and I remember talking about it while being on, on this show, was, you know, I had a complaint out against the FBI and against the agents that came in my house. And that complaint had been going on for two years, at least, until just recently the Ninth Circuit decided to uh, strike it down. But, you know, we, we took we, we were proactive in saying, no, they did something wrong to us. And I would hope that that could show other people if if you feel like the government's coming after you, don't wait and see what they're going to do next. Like, take take action there. Our constitution is written the way it's written for a reason, and that's for us to be able to defend ourselves, for us to be able to, you know, air our grievances about our government. So, fortunate enough, I, I do believe, like, by doing that complaint, it, it kind of, if anything, stiff armed them a little bit. But um, you know, now with the arrest there, it's like now we can we can get to some type of conclusion on this, and I don't have to, or I would hope I don't have to think about man. FBI's listening to this or FBI's uh, watching here. Like I hopefully don't have to go through that. And to be honestly, I fly a lot. I, I would love to get off that list and, and be able to just fly like normal. And I've been doing since I was seven. Yeah. I heard you talk about you're wearing a Jesus shirt everywhere you go because they stop you at every, uh, every impasse in the airport. And, and you use it as a, a way to sort of, uh, you know bring the word to people bring the word <laughs> yeah bring the word I, uh, that's one, well that's one of the things i wanted to do i started doing it like probably uh six to eight months ago because like you know what i'm reading the and they were gonna change the bible and they're gonna take jesus out of certain parts of the world this that and the other i go okay i'm gonna wear any god or jesus thing so that when i'm getting patted down and they're doing all the search and i can look at people in the eyes and go yeah he's real you know <laughs> just just you know try to try to find you know you try to find some type of uh humor in every situation and I, and I think that it at least forces people then to look and go wow this is this is where we are right now um and, and hopefully want to do something or and if something doesn't have to be as big as what we're even doing here you know it could be a, some, something as big as it's the holiday season you're sitting there with family and someone says something that is codifying these uh, ideologies you can step up against it don't do that i don't recommend that i i let those things you know i've learned my lesson no you should do that well, if great. you can it depends on your family 
Uh, sometimes yeah. I just change the subject when my old man starts talking about stuff, and he he has a a, a bad case of Trump derangement syndrome. I just let him have it, and I and I'm like, okay, Dad, let's change the subject. <laughs> but so, um, but but it's a good segue because. Uh, you know, we are, we are, this is a Christmas show, so let's get into a little, uh, holiday cheer here. Jesus is the reason for the season. And I mean, one good aspect of this, uh, a silver lining is, you know, and not that you would want it this way and not that you wouldn't get it another way, but your voice is being elevated. Your, um, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction you are getting out there more and and again like i said i know you don't want to get out there this way necessarily but it is an end result and it kind of goes goes in line with your response to being arrested in going to god in going to the bible in going to prayer and do you think of this as you know i mean do you view this from a victim place or from an empowered place that God is utilizing, utilizing all this to put you in a position to elevate your voice. Well, and I mean, like I was saying earlier, the reason why I was telling the story the way I was is because I wanted to point out that his hand was all over everything and that I believe it has been and will continue to be. Even from the standpoint of the arrest warrant was issued on November 15th. So they waited two weeks. They waited for me to get booked on the flight to leave LA and then to come back afterwards. So if, and, and just even look at that scenario, if that didn't happen the way it did, I don't get as much publicity about it. I don't, I mean, I get as much support because I didn't meet and hang out with some of the people that I did at the time. And we don't, we don't, we don't get that momentum, the elevation of what's going on doesn't doesn't happen like i said earlier jay johnson was taken away and no one knows about that he's an actor here in hollywood no one knows about what happened to him and many others now does this i'm looking for this to help raise that attention bring that light into those situations because i'm not the first i'm not the only it's just one person that i think right now because of what we've been doing for the last two years because coming on shows like this we're able to to elevate the spotlight, you know, on what's going on, and hopefully that can transfer over to those who, instead of waiting to hear, oh, you hear about that flag waving grandma who got a year in jail, you're like, you're 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 moving before that happens, right? So we can see, hey, we need to stop. Our government has been moving like this. I'm just another casualty. I'm not the first one, and again, I'm not the last one. I'm just another casualty. This hope maybe can get you, you know, people emotionally moved to want to act in their, you know, talking to their local congressperson and look at, you know, other elected officials. Like, we shouldn't want the federal government moving on people like this, especially for nonviolent crimes. These are nonviolent crimes, and every time they move in the way they move, it's a lot of money. This isn't cheap. This isn't easy. This is our federal dollars going to other countries and now going to, you know, watch, follow, and then eventually do some kind of massive operation to raid or arrest peaceful individuals from this. And so this is, um, and collect data on them too. So let's remember they're collecting all the data. I just, I'm just one of those people where I'm just like, well, I'm, I know they are and I'm not doing anything super crazy. So I mean, I'm crazy enough, but not that crazy. Uh, that Dude, that. you're one of those people that are like, uh, you're almost too good. You're you're like one of those people where it's like I wish I could be no. as good as Siaka. I never will. Oh be, but no, I'll try. no, no! I mean, dude, you ha you you ooze of integrity, man. And I know you're a human. I know you're. I, I I see you, bro. I see you. It's ridiculous that they're wasting tax dollar money on pursuing you in any way, shape, or form. It's insane, and especially with yeah. what we know about J six now and and right. and just how uh, corrupt. The whole endeavor was really um but and then it reminds me no, too what you're what you're saying about what just happened with trump and uh the supreme courts getting them off the ballot in colorado and then you see some of the like the left wingers go rah 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 this is good and it's like no man this is not going to work for you either don't put your team over principles of america and freedom because it's going to work against you uh like a slingshot anyway ruckus what's your take 
Ah, uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know. We're getting really close to the end here, guys. So I don't want to get into some weird long right. diatribe. Unfortunately, I'm just I'm very happy that Siaka. See, Siaka, like you said, he 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 oozes integrity. What I see from Siaka is motivating to me because it's what we all as Christians need to be. We're supposed to see the good deeds of Christians and not see the man for that deed, but see Jesus through that action coming from them. So he's he's just he's he's so well taken care of. He's on the right right path. I consider Siaka to be truly blessed and a blessing to other people. And to maintain that positive attitude, like you're doing and running around witnessing with your shirts and what you're doing with your experiences at at the jail, you're changing lives. You're touching people, and that's God working through you. And and I think that at the end of the day, you truly are a blessed individual. And I feel blessed to know you and be, consider you my friend. So I'm so happy you were able to join us for just before Christmas. Um, and, I, and I wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas, Siaka, for sure. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. I appreciate you. Uh, this is, again, you guys, if you want to, <laughs> I was like, part of me is like, if you really want to feel the love of the Lord and those around you, like, Go get, as Jordan Peterson says, go get dangerous, you know, um, put yourself out there. And uh, I, I see that, I don't, like, I don't think that I'm doing more than what I believe other people can do and, and you know, want to do to, to see the little that I'm doing. And again, I don't think it's a whole lot compared to others that, you know, others that have put even more on the line. But to see that support and to see that maybe galvanize some people it really helps you to keep moving forward and know you're doing the right thing. Cause if, if they weren't coming at me or anyone else this hard, then you know, it really is kind of like the wrong thing to a certain extent, you, you know, yet you're not hitting where you need to hit. But mm -hmm. one of the best things I ever heard was someone on Instagram hit me up and they said, Hey, I'm running for mayor It's my small town, but you know, your speeches of uh, do something local and, and, and take action really encouraged me. It's like, wow. That's what that's that's what it's worth, you know, because that's an average person who goes, why not me? And I think I think what Jesus taught us is that, yes, that's what we're here for this purpose. We're here to step in these gaps. We're here to to lift up our area and our community. And if a little little bit of what I can do can inspire one person to do that, it's like, man, done so much in that sense. And that's exciting. Cause here, here. I've seen him. I got to cut life. you off, Siaka. We're at the end. Uh, Ruckus, sneak oh, yeah. in Siaka's donation link one more time. Give sendgo.com forward slash Siaka, S-I-A-K-A. -A. All right. Thank you, Siaka. Thank you, Ruckus. Keep listening to TNT. We'll be right back after these words. <laughs> 